1: Welcome back to the 1071 podcast. I'm your host today, Tom Hussey. And we are kicking things off for the Euros. We're looking at groups A and B with Caden Sands and Paul Wheeler. It doesn't get too patriotic, but we definitely give England a very good amount of time and think that they probably will do it. Um, But yeah, please enjoy. Okay, I'm here with Caden and Paul, guys. How are you doing?
0: How are you folks? Um, I'm I'm doing good, thanks. How are you?
1: All good, all good. Uh, Caden, you are currently in Derby. Is that correct?
2: Yes, for university. Yes,
1: for university. And you were at Lioness's game two nights ago. It's Sunday now, and you were there for the uh, Hol- Hol-
2: not no. Holland. Not oh, Holland. All that that caused a bit
1: of controversy, didn't it? The Netherlands. Never- the demolition no. of the Netherlands.
2: Yeah, Netherlands. Yes, that was. Um, it was incredible to watch. I thought the first half we looked a bit shaky, panicky a lot in defence, and then but but I think the goal their goal gave the squad the kick up the backside they needed to just go out there and completely tear it up for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, and tear it up they did. Uh, and Paul, you I guess you 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 do stuff for Coventry, so are you
0: in Coventry? I am indeed in the. Metropolis of the Midlands, the best city in the Midlands. Um, sorry, got to get that in for any uh, any Brummies watching. Um, and yes, people will know me from Twitter with Coventry United and the mildly interesting season we've had. Watch the Lionesses on telly. I um, was very <laughs> pleased to see my dream front four finally get some time as well. Okay, well, we'll...
1: We've just spoken about England. Let's start with England. I we I decided to not do that at the start, but let's just we've let's roll straight into it. So, you know, England what well, we're all excited about for this for this tournament. Um yeah, they had a very good match against the Netherlands on Friday. Um, so your front your top front four,
0: Paul, who was who did that consist of? Um Alicia Russo, spearhead, and then Lauren Hemp, Ellertoon, Beth Mead behind them, behind her in a three. So he's all yeah. up because I'm a big fan of Alicia Russo. I think she is the, I think Ellen White is a great striker, but I think her time might be passing because she's very much a, she and Beth England are very <laughs> reactive players. They need other players to set up their, um to set up their strikes. And I think in modern football, you need forwards who can, You know, almost complete forwards who can do it on Alicia Russo. I think is one of those, and I think we saw that against the Netherlands.
1: Yeah, she was dragging. She like she drags the team, and or can you know, a bit. I don't want to. I hate the comparisons to the men's game, but she's very powerful. She's got that kind of Erling Haaland energy. I would say, Um, maybe I'm wrong, but she. Do you know what I mean? So she has that. She's she's a tall forward. She's powerful. She's getting in the box, she's, you know, winding up defenders. She's just, whereas, yeah, like it, Beth England and Ellen White are more poachers, Ellen White especially. Um, they'll do more in that six-yard box than Alessio Russo will do in the
0: last third of the pitch. I think I think if you were playing Ellen White as a pair. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, 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 that's completely, uh, I completely agree. Like. You need someone... Ellen, Ellen White, when she was at Birmingham, I think, was in a two. And that was when she just absolutely smashed it, which is why she went, you know, going from... She went from Arsenal, right, to Birmingham and then went up to Man City. Yeah, yeah. And they, they you know, you bought her on the strength of her scoring goals, but you've changed the way that you're going to provide her. Then it's going to... You get this different results. And, yeah, she needs that someone to play off or you Know having to be there in a two, and I agree, like Alessi Russo, then why it would be a very powerful combination, which would mean we'd have to play 3 5 2, which I do like, <laughs> and I have thoughts about that. I've got many thoughts about that. I, I just love a 3 5 2. I like the, the two strikers, I like the, the triangle that the number 10 would bring in, but yeah, Ella Toon, Ella Toon just behind, she looked really good again. Um. You know, she scored a lot of goals for England already. In a you know, yeah, maybe the opponents haven't been as competitive, but she's put numbers on the board in in the last year, which have been pretty impressive. Oh yeah, definitely. Who would you start with in that front three then, front four? Okay, would you would you go for for Paul's new blood, or would you? Uh...
2: Well, I'm I'm one of those who still has faith in Ellen White because, like you say, she's. She's is a poacher. She's she's there when you need her to be. She's always in the box. I think, I, I don't know because I think yeah, Ellen White, Beth Beth me definitely because I, I think well I'll go into it a bit more later on but she is she is my key player because I think that I think she scored the most goals of any English player in the WSL this season.
1: Yeah, potentially. I I don't have that stat to hand, but. Uh... I'm getting a nod from Paul. Yep, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. She's in just, one calendar in, year. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. She she's, just, she's just magnificent. Look at the impact that she made on Friday. It was, she came onto the pitch and it was just instant, instantly sensational. And then and then I've got a lot of faith in Ella Toon as well for pretty much the same reasons that we've already gone over, really, I think. Why Mead Toon? I know. I know she's more of a. I know she's more of a midfielder. or She's been categorised as a midfielder, but I'd, but I'd like to see Frank Kirby in, up in that attack as well. You know, maybe give her a go up forward if Ellen White's because she's, she's a goal scorer, but she's also a provider, and I think she could I think she could do well for that.
1: Yeah, she's got definitely got the the attributes to finish, and I, I think playing like having you know club level, she plays really well with you know Harder or Kerr, someone like that. That there is. More out and out striker next to her, and then she can run off and do things around that. Um, So, yeah, having Frank Kirby in a two up there would be good again. It's just a different option, um, as you say. But, yeah, like, we're just, we're we're kind of spoiled with a very strong team and very strong squad. But one of my initial thoughts from the last two games is that our second halves have been better than our first halves. So, you know, and Beth Beth Mead started the first half against Belgium, but then Chloe Kelly came on and just made a, a more of an impact. So I guess either of these, well, any of these players, are basically an impact off the bench, which is where they've been more potent in the last two games. So that's the uh, I,
0: that's I think yeah, Lauren yeah. Hemp learning to cross is great as well because one of my main criticisms of Lauren Hemp, I always I always thought she was I always used to describe her as all sizzle no steak because she'd do amazing things down the left hand side and then the final wall would be a bit off and it was really encouraging against the Netherlands to see her kind of that cross for Beth Mead's goal in particular and she was making chances and again when Russo and Toon came on she again looked more potent and I just think that you need that more direct player. And I think if you've got too many intricate players like Frank Kirby playing around there, Frank Kirby's great to come on and unlock defences. but with her recent health problems and stuff, I'm like, I don't think I'd start her.
1: I mean, and that's the good thing about this squad is, like we saw at the Arnold Clark Cup, Serena's picking teams based on the opponent. And she knows that all of those players can do a job and that's the exciting thing about it is that we probably won't see the same team every game every match in this tournament because she said right this is what this team needs this is what this game needs i keep saying game and match i hate that but yeah do you know like she's she's working out the opponents and halfway through she's saying actually i need to change this and here we go and it's the last two games against slightly better opposition has worked belgium weren't a bad team that we played Not against at all. And I think they won won tonight, or they lost today. I can't remember now. I've seen it somewhere, but uh, yeah, they played as well, and and they're going to be an in, you know like many of the teams, they're going to be an interesting watch. Um, but yeah, you reckon? So Beth Mead's your player to watch. Who who would be yours, Paul? If it's who do you think is going to be the the standout? Do you think it would be Beth Mead as well, or someone else?
0: I think if she's given the chance, Leslie Russo. I think this is her breakout tournament. You know, I'm I'm a bit biased because I'm very much of a fan of this these new types of forwards who aren't just goal scorers. And the thing with Ellen White with me is she's been a great goal scorer, but she's been a great goal scorer. A the last time she scored against a team inside the top twenty apart from the Arnold Clark Cup was twenty nineteen. So all of so everyone's talking all about all these kind of goal scoring and whatever else, but she hasn't been do. She's flat track bully is a bit unfair because she's done it for England in the past, but now I think the way the game's evolved, and I think with the rest of the England players around her, England aren't set up to feed a poacher. They're set up as a fluid front four, and you have players. You have Lauren Hemp running at players. You have Beth Mead running at players. You have Kirby Stanway or Elatune. All basically forwards playing as number tens, and I think, and I just think this team's built for someone like her to kind of take control. And I hope that I'm right, but you know, I've taken some stick from Man City fans already, so (laughs) we will see.
1: (laughs) It's going to happen. I'm, yeah, I do agree on Ellen White hasn't really had the best return since going to Manchester, and. We'll see if, you know, if you can't produce it, then... But but, uh, Serena seems quite loyal to some of the players. And I do like that because they they are proven at international level. So we will see how that goes. Okay, and Dark Horse for the England team. Who do you think would be the surprise? Not maybe the standout, but who do you think? Oh, actually, if they get a go, they could be really good. Hmm. I mean, I guess Russo kind of falls into that a little bit if she doesn't actually manage to get... The minutes, but who else? Like I think Rachel Daly could be a bit of a
2: yeah. Rachel Daly was who was going through my head as well.
1: Yeah, because she she got. I mean, yeah, she got the number three ahead of Demi, Demi Stokes, but she she could start at left back over Demi Stokes in more of I those think, games. I think.
2: I think I think Jess Carter as well could definitely be one to keep an eye on if she, if she gets a chance. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure if she'll get into the starting eleven or not. But if she gets the chance, then. She'll, I think she could
0: flourish. Yeah, I'm going to go, go with any... Rachel Daly as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that Dem- she... just be just because she's a forward playing fullback, and every game of shouting capital letters, Rachel Daly is not a fullback, but if. It doesn't matter if she's a full-back, if England are constantly on the front foot. And she was England's best defender for the first half as well, I thought, as well, because she was tracking back. I I am, I am, still remain a bit unconvinced about Lucy Bronze defensively, which worries me against some of the better teams.
1: Hmm. I was going to say, her, her couple of crosses on Friday weren't the best. One of them went miles away, and the other went into the goal. And it would, you know, yeah, that's always
2: good, but that's, but with a cross, that's not necessarily where you want it to go.
1: No, you can't find
2: someone else, not the net.
1: Yeah, we know she's scored some great goals against Norway specifically. Um, So we're hoping for that, but the the cross, the crot, the cross shot, um, you know, leave that to Beth Mead, I guess, and just try and get someone to try and get the play going. Uh, But yeah, she's, but I think, again, you can't, you know, rule out Lucy Bronze at a competitive level. That she's, she's got, got the, the experience. Master, hasn't she? she's, she's got the experience. Got she's got the experience. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think she... Alex
0: Greenwood. If I had to pick a dark horse, because you guys have picked Rachel Daly, Alex Greenwood. Because I think she's really transitioned well from fullback to centre back, and she's a set piece specialist. And I think, I think she could really do a job. And I think that. Hopefully, she she and Millie Bright and started to get that partnership going in the Arnold Clark Cup, like properly mm-hmm. get it going. And I think now with Steph Horton being left out, now is the time for the next big England centre back pairing. And I think Millie Bright and Alex Greenwood are probably it.
1: Yeah, I concur. I I'm, want I'm to touch on it, one thing very briefly as well. In in that second half, when Serena made the subs and Williamson went to centre back to allow um, Toon and Stanway come on. You think that that team is moving around in so many different ways because in the first game against Belgium, Williamson looked great and she was going forwards. But in that game against Netherlands, she couldn't quite find the same rhythm that she was trying to do going forwards. So they brought someone else in, they brought a couple of into the game and put her at centre-back. And she just does the job there. And I think that's the key, is being like, like you said, like Rachel Daly playing out of position, technically. Um, it, I think that's going to be the key for this tournament is just, flexibility and determination from us. Right. We've talked a lot about England, which I knew we were going to do. So thank you for bearing with us on that, everybody. Um, And we will go next. We're going to go alphabetically through group A. So we are going to Austria. Now I was having a look at some of the stats for the last four games for all of these teams. They won three of the last four and lost one. They've done okay. They've got some some pedigree in that team, and a lot of you know semi unknowns, as it were. But yeah, they're they're not bad. They're still not a bad team. I mean, they're um was it them? Was it yeah? I mean, you know, them and um, Northern Ireland have been playing against England <laughs> more recently, but still, you know, put it into a competitive setting, an actually competitive setting, you know, tournament football. They could do they could surprise us.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just something I've noticed with a lot of their results is that they that they're a lot more mixed against the top top teams. Like they're they're obviously a somewhat top team themselves getting to this tournament. But like you'll see them put however many they'll put past Latvia or North Macedonia obviously. And when it comes to playing the bigger sides like England, they'll they've tended to struggle a bit more and I'm and I've been thinking whether or not that will translate into the tournament.
0: I could see them being a team who'll look to frustrate teams because they've got one of the best goalies in the world in Manuela Inzberger, who's gonna be you know, who should have a lot of people were surprised that she was left out of the WSL teams of the year. And I think there was a bit of English bias perhaps in some in some journalists to pick Mary Earps in there, however good she's been. I think Manuela Zinsberger is an incredible goalie. Um and Lara Wienreuter as well is a very good attacking fullback. And you know, they've got they've got names when you go through them. Like you were talking about Sarah Zadrasil as well. And Nicole Biller is lethal as a goalscorer, or she has been in the Champions League at club level. You know, this is this is a this is not a team in there to make up the numbers by any stretch of the imagination. I think I think they're a beatable team, but I think that they're definitely giving them the test on the opening day of the season, on the opening day of the Euros.
1: Yeah, for sure. They've again. They've got. I think there's, like you said, like having like Zinsberger and uh, Wayne Ruffer, I mean, yeah, they've only played at Arsenal for maybe half a season because I think she came in in January. Um, but like you know, having that having that constant connection um, at club level, progressing it into the national team is always a good thing. So if they're playing in the same positions, they just know what they're gonna do and it makes it much easier moving forwards. And that's where you start the attacks. You just put it out on the right and she'll run it up and find one of these dangerous players that you've just mentioned. I I could see them. Because um, we'll get onto Norway in a second. I could see them maybe coming second in that group. I mean, and that's like, I, I, and that's not to say that I don't think Norway are going to be, you know, an, an easy a walkover. But they, they, I watched their game yesterday against New Zealand, and New Zealand got to them, and they're they're shakier at the back because of the impressive talent they have at the front. But um, but this is about Austria, not Norway, just yet.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I I, I, yeah, I can see I, Austria surprising a few people. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. I think. I think at Old Trafford they'll be it's expected they'll be they'll be in front of what 70,000 people. I reckon they might relish that and try and try and cause a shock. I mean as well in World Cup qualifying what was it at home we only beat them what was it 1-0. Mm. First half goal so they can so they, so they can be quite defensively strong and like like I said I think in front of the big crowd at Old Trafford they'll relish that. And I think they could definitely, they could definitely surprise. Who knows? Maybe even pull off the win. Like it's just waits to be seen. The I'd say the one of the dark horses of the tournament as a whole. They could definitely yeah. surprise some people.
1: That's a good shout. I mean, it is such a small tournament anyway. But having teams like that that are gonna, I mean, all these teams are gonna compete. Um, and we've got to play whoever you know comes out. If we, if England were to top that group or even come second, you've still got Spain, Denmark, or Germany to play. So that's not that's, There's no easy route, you know. No matter what happens, it's going to be a tough, a tough old slog of a month going around all these venues in England. So, if ooh, so, who would you say is stand, stand out Austrian player for both of you?
2: Um, it's the it's the pretty typical choice, but I think I'm going to just have to go for uh, Manuel Zinsberger because, like, she is, as Paul said, she is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. She's got that like, experience playing for Arsenal, in a top league, and she knows. And like in the case of playing against England and Norway, she's gonna know. Almost, she's played against these players before. You know, Ellen White, Gua Wrighton. She she's from watching these players and playing against them. She's gonna know how they. She's gonna know how they threaten her, and I think she's- that'll be. I think that'll be a key
1: factor. She's gonna know how they score against her as well, because that's how Yeah, it. exactly. She knows what to do. all right <laughs> uh, right. Any any other choices on Austria Paul or
0: um Nicole Bieler has 43 goals in 79 international games. So you know, if she gets the ball six yards out from Mary Erbs, it doesn't I'll be panicking. And yeah, that's, having that's decent and having seen Laura Vienreuter play for Arsenal. Uh, when they played Coventry, she was the best player on the pitch, you know, on the team on a pitch with Vivian Miedemer, Stina Blackstanius, When you've when you're spotting a right back in that sort of company in terms of attacking going forward, I'm like, yeah, she could she could be an interesting one to watch, to say the least.
1: Yeah, for sure. And she's and well, you know, she's T S G Hoffenheim, um and they've had they've had decent seasons um for the last few years. They've been, you know, I think they've mostly had Champions League qualification or just under, so yeah, that's a, that's a real threat. Moving on to Northern Ireland, now there's a handful of players that already play in the WSL, Rachel Furness amongst them. Yet yeah, they went full time this year. The rest of the players in the squad, so that they could compete at this tournament, they could train and get ready for it, and that's a great move from the, from the Northern Irish Football Association. How are they going to do though?
2: Mm. I think I think they're going to. I think they've kind of got lucky in a way, drawing England and Austria because they've played against these teams recently in World Cup qualifying. It seems to be a common theme. Like World Cup qualifying is obviously still going on. It's something you have to consider. It's they've played against England and Austria in World Cup qualifying. Yeah, they've shipped a few goals against both of them, but maybe that. Tournament setting will give them that extra, that extra push that they need to maybe try and pull off, pull off the shock of the tournament. I think, and then as well, I think the fact was it they're one of the only teams that have like got a song as well, so they've clearly got a very loyal fan base behind them, and I think that'll give them the push. Yeah, they're just I think they've got a lot going for them, and and they're going to be for a lot of people. I think they'll be the lovable underdog. So. I think I think they could surprise a few people.
0: They've got Rachel Furness, and any team with Rachel Furness in is always going to create. Oh yeah, that's that's she is she is their X factor. They've also got um, Sarah McFadden, who is also known as Sarah Wilson to people in the championship, who is a very impressive leader indeed. Seen her play a lot for Durham and they've taken on Coventry. Jackie Burns is a very good goalie as well. They're they're definitely the underdogs, but they're not they're a team that can, you know, all it takes is a bit of luck and they could. Certainly I can see certainly I can see them pushing Austria. I'm not so sure I'm yeah. not so sure about Norway and England, but I can definitely see them pushing Austria um and then all it takes is results to fall their way. And if they're still in in the final game with a chance of getting through to the knockout stages, I think that for the Northern Irish people and the Northern Irish system would very much be considered a win because I don't think... It's their first international tournament. I don't think they're coming with any expectations and teams like that are dangerous. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just wondered if... Like, uh, like I mentioned, that if a lot of their players aren't playing competitively, um, you know, haven't played throughout this season, that maybe that will be a slight issue. That they've they've been able to train, that's great, and they've been you know paid as professionals, which again, very promising. But if they actually not played that that level of football, that could also be a bit of a struggle for them. So that would mm. be my. That would be my.
2: Yeah, they'll be will be that team where they either they ship five every game or it's all one 0 Mm. Or, or maybe they can eat. Yeah, like one 0 wins, even one 0 wins, one 0 losses. Like the games will either be really close, or they'll be. It's just I don't think there's an in between. It's one or yeah. the
1: other. Yeah. Okay. Let's end this group chat with Norway. Now, I watched them against New Zealand yesterday, and you know they've got some incredible players. Um, you know their their front like four or five six starting on any team no matter who they are you know ada hegerberg uh caroline graham hansen guru wrighton Frieda Marnum, ingrid engen and then you've got like you know marion Mielder at the back it's so good but the depth is the worry for me on that team if once they go if once they, you know, progress through the tournament a little bit, if they get a couple of wins and they start, I don't know if they would have the strength and depth to be able to cover if anything happens to any of their their top players. Now, I don't know enough about Norway, which is why I've got some, you know, that's why I've got you two here to give me a bit more information. But I do think that they, they I think they will, you know, come, se- come either second or top the group, depending on how England get on. I think they will go through. But like we said, they, New Zealand got at them yesterday. And I know it's only a friendly, but New Zealand really like they Norway won two nil, but they were vulnerable at the back.
2: Mm. And then, yeah, I mean, I've they, I mean, they are my other team going through. I think it will be England and Norway that go through, and they're the, such strong team on the attack but they've got these world class players on the attack, and then at the back, yeah, they've got players like Maramyelda, but then I think the back is where they might. Is where they might struggle personally. I don't know, but it's mainly that their attack is lethal. I think that's what will be. That's what will get them over the line.
0: Yeah, I think you're both being a bit harsh on a team who have Meryem Mielder and Maria Thoris just here as their starting centre backs. Like,
2: yeah, they're both. They are both very good players,
1: and they don't so tend it's... to. They don't tend to play in those positions for their clubs. They tend to play more wider. You know, hmm. for for uh, club level. So yeah, they and you know they're good defenders. They can do it, it as a centre back pairing. But yeah, what I saw yesterday, they, they weren't bad. Don't get me wrong. I just I I that's how that's how they're getting. That's how they won't do as well. It will be that.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think it's that midfield four for me because Hagerberg, Hagerberg and Graham Hansen. Are two of the best strikers in the world. And then behind them, you've got Ingrid Engen, Vildeborisa, Frida Marnum sat on the bench to come on and fill either of those in. Guru Right and you know, these are these are world-class players. These are players if Norway if teams have to get at Norway, like you say, I think. And if they put and not let the likes of Hegerberg and Graham Hansen play, that's and like you say, if if New Zealand can get at them and pressure them and not give them the space to play that's how you're going to stop them
1: yeah Hmm. for sure who would be your of all of those names paul who would you who would be your standout who's who's the who's the one that's gonna that's gonna do it
0: (sighs) guru wrighton is a player who i love because i love a flying winger but you can't you can't look beyond ada hegerberg can you Arguably the the single best striker in the world coming back for Norway. You know, how how many times has she won the Champions League? All time Champions League, top goal scorer. She's got Caroline Graham Hansen alongside her. That's that's terrifying. That might be arguably the best strike pairing in the tournament. That's ninety goals there internationally yeah, between the two of them. There's
1: the credentials. I'm still. Ha- I'm having like nightmares about that front free already. I'm just like, no, I'm. I don't want it. I don't want to see it. But yeah, and it's on. On
2: yeah. Like i said on the attack as a whole, they're lethal. I mean, for me, I was, I was tossed up between Hegerberg and and Reiton, but in the end, I've gone for Reitzen because she's a player who just like since I've got into women's football, I've always admired watching her Just because again, she's so. She's just so good in that in a, in that Chelsea team. She was dare I say, she was the best player in the team, maybe. You know, it's just if she can take that form that she had in the season just gone and translate it into the tournament, I think she could be player of the tournament if she is if she's having a good day, she could she could be unstoppable.
0: I will admit Guru Wright and taking on Lucy Bronze does give me the fear. Defensively. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean no just Lucy Bronze, obviously she's a fine defender herself, but
1: it's And that's where that's where England will get will be got at as well. Like we saw that yeah. Lucy Bronze was high up on some of those attacks on the last couple of games. And if you've got her jumping in behind, then it's gonna be yeah, if, if they can get that ball over to her and she's behind and they've got to just cross that in. Because our our zonal marking is terrible from from you know, for years. Any of the marking for crosses coming into the box has been absolutely terrible for England. So it'll be interesting to see if we can if we could stop that team in in a decent way.
2: Yes, it's, it's definitely the game. I think if if we're going to lose any game in the group, it will be that one.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, we've beaten Norway twice in the last two competitions. So. Yeah.
2: 2019 was we had
1: them in 2019, didn't we? So yeah, and when was the the other bronze goal against Norway? Was that that was that 2017? We had them in the quarters then as well, right? In the um in the Euros in 2017, I think. I it
2: was, was that France? I'm not sure. Was either France or Norway? I can't remember.
1: We've well, she scored two very similar goals against Norway in two competitive matches, and I, I feel like it's 2017 and 2019. Yeah, consecutive. One, con- consecutively.
0: That was Norway sure without that. Ada Hegerberg though
1: again yeah mm. so that's the thing it's you know Hegerberg less Norway right well uh, yeah I will get your final predictions for standings for group a Caden, who do you think what's the what's the final four
2: um I think I think the lionesses will top the group that's not that's not a biased prediction or anything but I think because obviously they're on a good run they, they haven't lost under Serena Viegman yet 'll be they'll have the home crowd behind them I think it's all looking good for them to top the group and then behind them will be Norway because well, we've we've listed it all with Norway they've got they've got everything they 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 could do really well and then and then I think for the two teams for the two teams going home I think it's actually a I'm gonna I'm gonna go bold and say it's a toss up between Austria and Northern Ireland, because Northern Ireland have that potential, but Austria have got Austria have got the like the overall like got more well known players and all that. But I think they'll be I think Northern Ireland will be motivated by the fact that they are underdogs and they could definitely they'll be entertaining to watch. But I'm not sure whether or not sure whether they'll get third or Austria. It's it's a toss
1: up between them two. But would you agree?
0: Pretty much. I think I think the Austria Norway game will decide the group in the sense that I think England can get a result against all three teams. But I think Austria and Norway will be very similar. Mm. And if Austria beat Norway, they have a good chance of going through. If Austria don't beat Norway, then it's England-Norway. It. It's England-Norway, and then Austria-Nor... Like Caden says, Austria-Northern Ireland, either side. But I think England-Norway are probably the two that go through, unless they have a catastrophic game against one of the teams.
1: Yeah, it could happen. It could be some sort of capitulation. Um. um it all just goes wrong because it happens tournament football. Okay. I, I, uh, I'm going to agree with those. I, I, I think it would be England, Norway, Austria, Northern Ireland. I think as a four, I don't, I don't think, I think England and Norway will be closer in points and it might be even a case of a, a goal or a conceded goal will change the outcome of that group. Mm-hmm. Group B also known as. The group of death. Here we go. This is going to be, uh, yeah. You've got three of the best teams in Europe, and then you've got Finland, who are just happy to be there. I guess probably not in that group, but they are. They are there, and they are. They're going to fight for sure. But you've got to say it's going to be one of the others, predominantly. But starting with Denmark. Now, they just had a very good win against Brazil, two one. Um, that was a I saw some of that game, not all of that game, but again, they have they have coming off the back of winning four in a row, and they get, and they've got some incredible players as well. You know, Penilla Harder is the first name on many team sheets, um, and she's been doing it for a very long time. Not well, a very long time, but she's been quality for enough time to make it seem like it's been a very long time. Where do you think the rest of their prowess is coming from? Who's going to Who's gonna help them? Who's going to help her? I mean,
2: for me, admittedly, um, Denmark aren't a team I know too much about. I, 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 know, I know a I know a few names and all that, but really, when I think... like I think I said it before we went on that there are some teams where I will be a bit more, ooh, I don't really know what to say about them. But when I think Denmark, I think Peniela Harder. and And in a way, I can use this to say that I am looking forward to seeing the rest of the talent that they have and seeing if it can do anything. Like these games against, especially Spain, these games will really test just how good all those players are, because I've heard good things and I'm looking forward to seeing it.
0: I think Denmark can stop Spain, genuinely. Um, because midfielder-wise, they've got Stanley Trollsgaard, who's very experienced, or Troelsgaard I probably haven't pronounced that properly. Um, but apart from Pernilla Harder, they've also got Signa Brun, who, although... She didn't set the world alight coming on loan from man United. She is a very good striker indeed. they've got Nadia Nadim who is Renaissance woman because she speaks I think Nadia Nadim speaks 11 languages and she's a qualified doctor and she's oh, also <laughs> and she's also got 38 goals in 99 international appearances. so you know yeah
1: she came on she came on on Friday and uh, I believe set up the winner for Denmark.
0: And then you've got believe, Steen, Steen not, Larson really... as well. Um their, their goalies are perhaps a little a little of a bit of a question mark because the oldest one of them is twenty four. Um Ricky Saveka, who is an underrated defender for Everton, Simone boye Sovenson for Arsenal as well, is a very strong, powerful defender. See I just look at them and think if a team is going to break that expected Spain-Germany qualification, it is, is, like you say, probably going to be Denmark and it's going to be Spain who will miss out.
1: You don't think Spain are going to progress if that's the case? You think Germany will do better than Spain and Spain probably miss out in that sense then?
0: Spain are overrated. In my... Well you, well, you said you wanted people to listen, didn't you? There you go. There's your headline. <laughs> here, boy. Yeah, here. yeah Are Spain overrated. Get that on the
2: Twitter.
0: Um, <laughs> and the re- and I just I just think Spain is stoppable. I think Leon showed how to stop Spain because the Barcelona team, the vast majority of it, is Spain.
2: And we the, the, the like, they did it in the Arnold Clark Cup as well, didn't we? We we held them to a goalless draw
0: yeah i think I think Spain have a lot of individual talent, but I think everyone saw Barcelona have one epic season, and suddenly they've decided spain are going to all the are gonna rule women's football for the next ten years and just I don't know well i I'll talk more about it when we get to them, but I think I think Spain and one. I think Spain and one of those teams that could could easily flatter to deceive. And You know how every tournament there's one massive team that underachieves.
2: That Italy in men's football, for like it's
0: like it like Italy, years. yeah. Spain
2: apart from, apart from last last summer aside, and
1: 2006. Yeah,
2: yeah. Since 2006, last summer aside, yeah. like, Spain, you think Spain are like the Italy of women's football?
0: I think I think Spain could be the Italy of women's football. I think. I think we saw that with Leon against Barcelona when Barcelona was supposed to turn up and everyone was talking about how they had Piteas and Gijaro and Bomati and whatever else. And then Leon absolutely blew them away. And I think there will have been a lot of national coaches watching that and going, hmm, we can stop Alexia. Yeah, we can stop Alexia. We can stop Patry. We can stop all of these players.
1: I know what you mean. Um, we and we will, you know, we'll segue from from Denmark to Spain now then because we've just been talking about it because that makes much more sense. So for last night's match, of all of the players on against Austria ugh, against Australia, they were they won Spain won seven nil. But it was one nil at half time. The pitch was an absolute bombsight. Um, I watched all the match. Um, they had two of their goal scorers of the seven were Barcelona players. Now, Barcelona pretty much... Barcelona, Spain pretty much... You've got me doing it now. It's not... We're not one and the same. Uh, Spain, not Barcelona, um, mostly scored their goals from outside the box. A lot of those... So they couldn't get past Australia. Australia were pretty solid. For, well, you know, they had... Spain had some goals ruled off for sides in the first half. Um, and it was Bon Matty, you know, an outside-of-the-box great goal that Bon Matty scored scored to, to set it off they they figured them out. They figured out what to do with Australia and they figured out how to get at them and that was shooting from outside the box and they've just got so much talent to be able to do that. A lot of their, like, if you see any of their training videos, a lot of the ones they put up are these sort of just outside the uh, penalty box shots with a couple of defenders on and they are just putting the balls in top corners. like Be it like Mappy Leon or Alexia or Mati, um A lot of, the, yeah, a lot of the Barcelona players But they didn't have many on the pitch last night. And they really got at Barcelona. And then they brought on um, Irene Guerrero. And she scored a couple of goals in the last, like, four minutes. So they were consistent throughout that second half. The first half wasn't as exciting. But they still were pretty dominant. I think they had, like, at one point they had, like, 78% possession. And that pitch was not making possession easy. So I, I, you know, I, I'm I like that you're coming out swinging, Paul. But I don't know. Yes. I don't. I I, I got to say, I think Spain will. I think Spain will top that group. I really do. I've, I've yeah. Go,
2: yeah. Continue.
1: No, no. I was going to say I've, I've watched a lot of those players for a few years, and I really think that they've got a good group, and I can't see anyone else in that group getting past them as easily.
0: Stop, Puteas, I mean, You stop Spain. Genuinely, yeah. I mean, is my opinion. For, Sorry, for Ken. Me,
2: yeah, yeah, called, yeah. For me, for Spain, like all that stuff you said about Spain. I mean, for me as a West Ham supporter, it pained me seeing seven get pus, get put past Mackenzie Arnold. But he, <laughs> they are
1: six. It was, six. It was only six because she wasn't. She wasn't in the first half. It was oh, she came yeah, on yeah. at half. Forgot she that. came on. She kidding. came on for the second half because um. Oh, yeah, she did,
2: didn't
1: she, yeah. uh, Tegan Michaels, I don't think I'm getting that right. Uh, went off um, with a bit of an injury.
2: Crap, memory did fail so, me there.
1: Only, <laughs> only so only six, only six yeah, against Mackenzie So you know, not as bad.
2: I think I think it's worth noting that I think a, a few people pointed out that heading into this international break, or, heading into this international period, Australia did they left out a few key players, namely Sam Kerr for like rest and all that. Yeah. So that so that definitely had an impact. I think had Australia been full strength, obviously, we won't dwell on them too long. But had Australia been full strength heading into this international cycle, then I don't think that I don't think they would have lost nearly as badly as they did. They could have even pulled off a result. And then you have to think as well with with Spain's recent results, they a lot of people expected them to win the Arnold Clark Cup. They didn't, and then they played um they played Scotland away, what was it? I can't remember how many put they put past Scotland in the home, like, but in the return fixture, they um was it they only put two past them, I mean, I'm not that sure. Yeah. yeah, there's no disrespect to Scotland, Scotland themselves are a very good team and I think they will they will be at the World Cup, but I think there's definitely, I'm not sure if that suggests a change, a negative change for Spain when they've gone from putting how many past them to only putting two past them, it's, I'm not sure what that suggests, it's, waits to be seen, really.
0: Spain don't use their best... Well, they do use Piteas, but they don't use some of their best players. That's the thing as well.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that there was an interesting... Uh, someone put out on Twitter yesterday that there was um, Australia in, in a break being coached by Tony Gustafsson, but in the same other part of the pitch, the Spanish players were coaching themselves about what to do next. So that maybe says something because Oje vilda has been at that national team for a long time. We haven't really mentioned much about the coaches aside maybe Serena Vigan. but he's been with that Spanish team for quite a while. Um, I think, I, I can't remember the exact amount of time, but it's I think it's like 15 years, something like that, because the one before was a long time and was like really bad or something like that. I think there's some rumors there. Anyway, but yeah, I I, I think you're both wrong and Spain are going to win. Spain again. Spain, have, Spain have got a good enough team, a good enough squad, and they can again a bit like England. They've probably got the one of the strongest depth. Well, and Germany as well. Actually, I think they've, those three have got the strongest squad depth of the of these two groups for sure. Um, but yeah, I Alexia is great, and I, she does do a lot. But I think that there is other players that can come on and do stuff. Because she, what, when did she get sub yesterday? Let me see that. Uh, uh, is it gonna tell me it's not going to tell me um but yeah she you know they've got players on the bench who can come on and yeah Australia weren't full strength but again a lot of those goals were from outside the box they were strikes they were in, they were very good goals so it doesn't matter who you got in front of you if you're not doing if you can't just close them down
0: but I think these teams can. And I think these teams will be built on closing them down. We saw what we saw what Leon did with um Gijaro and Puteas and Bob Matty. They didn't get a kick. And you know, that's that's players like Amandine Henry. Um not gonna be there. Yeah, but but what but what I mean is there are players for Denmark and there are players for Germany who can do that. And if Spain are on the back foot, they'll struggle as well because apart from owner battle defensively i look at them and go yeah how have they, have they ever been have they ever been really tested defensively like have like again most of it is the barcelona backline and as soon as they you know they against wolfsburg and leon as well you know the these are two very good teams but the german team has a considerable number of the wolfsburg team in it so they know how to they know how to beat Spain. All you need all you need, is a worldy night from a goalkeeper. And suddenly Spain have drawn two games and need to win the third one to go through. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I, you know, we will, we will see, we'll see after this group stage, we'll come back to this. Cause I, I definitely want to try and get you both on for the, uh, after the group stage reports. Yeah. Cause we want to see how, how right we were and, how wrong we were, how wrong you two were in this instance. So, yeah, star players for me from for Spain, it's probably, oh, maybe it's not, maybe it's going to be someone, it might be like, like Mariana Caldente. Um, I think she had a really good game yesterday. And I think mm-hmm. that actually, like you say, if you stop Alexia, there's other players that will come and take that job up or move it, it will just get moved out. So, I think someone like Caldente might actually be more prominent. In teams in in those games, because um, it would they will be looking for the rest of that squad because they they're going to know, like you said, if, if Leon and Wolfsburg did that, they're going to know, so they're going to be like, right, what's Plan B or Plan C? And plan C stands for Caldente. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who who would you say elsewise would be the the prominent Spanish players player? Mm.
0: Um.
2: Well, I think. I'm one of those people who would probably, because you ask the question, you say we say like, oh, you know, if you stop if you stop Alexia, then that opens up the game for you. But I've looked at it from this before we went on. I looked at it from the perspective of you, well, if you don't stop Alexia, then you've got. I don't want to say you've got no chance, but you know it makes your life ten times more difficult because we're just. Is she the most valuable player in the world? Or like one of? The, well, she's definitely one of the best in the world, and I think that. I think if yeah, we've said if if you do stop her, but then again, if you don't stop her, then. I think she will be the best player
0: on the pitch. I'm going to go with a slightly overlooked player, um, who really impressed me during the Arnold Clark Cup because she absolutely terrorised Lucy Bronze, and that's Ateneo del Castillo, um, who is a young young Real Madrid forward. And I think if Spain are going to have a good tournament, she'll have a breakout tournament because she she is the Spanish Lauren Hemp, and she really impressed me in the way she plays. And I think... You know, like like we've said, we know that we know who the star players in the Spanish team are. We could easily all pick Puteas or Patri or anyone like that. So I'm gonna go with Atenea Del Castillo as a player to be a breakout player at these women's Euros, even though Spain aren't gonna do as well as everyone says they're gonna do.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Right, moving on to Germany, the third of the Big free in that group <laughs> again. They but they've they're coming off a run of two wins and two losses in all competitions.
0: Mm.
1: That's you know like we saw at the Arnold Clark cut, they didn't quite look right, but then I watched them play Switzerland, uh, whatever day it was, and they put like seven past Switzerland. Like they looked, they looked aggressive. They looked dominant. Switzerland
2: at this tournament themselves, aren't they? So.
1: Yeah, and Switzerland tried, but they just it just didn't work, you know? Like it's just one of those games where you're like, Yeah, this nothing is working here and Germany just yeah. I think it was Thursday or Friday, I forget the day. But Germany looked good. They've got a young they've got a good young squad. Yeah,
0: yeah I, mean, I just Grand Game. Yeah, it's
2: okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, like you said about the Arnold Clark Cup, I was I was at Molyneux that night when we beat them to win the whole thing and it's just well they didn't they didn't win a game throughout the whole thing, did they? And then they I remember just watching them that night and thinking this isn't the famous Germany side that, you know, I've heard so much about this isn't the this isn't the is bogey team. This is this is an average squad. This is just an average team. That's what I thought of them personally. But if they've regrouped since then, like I said, they put seven past Switzerland who Are at this tournament, so it's they'll be they're an interesting one. I'm 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 gonna go bold with them and say I don't know if they'll get through. I think they might. I think they might struggle.
1: I think that so. Yeah, yeah. Going, Paul, you were gonna, you were gonna jump.
0: I was. I was just gonna say. I think they're the ones that will force Spain out. I think then I, Germ- I think Germany and Denmark will force Spain out because I think Germany will beat Spain in the head-to-head, and I think that will become crucial. Fair one. I
1: yeah, I'm. I would have said if you'd have asked me after the Arnold Clark Cup, I would have said they're gonna yeah exactly. I don't think they I was gonna say I don't think that they're gonna progress as far in the tournament based on what I saw. But at the same time, watching that game yesterday, they looked so much better than three or four months ago, whenever the tournament was. January? February? I can't remember.
2: February.
1: They, February. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the ticket, they... ticket's
2: on, on the wall right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got I've got the media pass next to me. I'm sat on the pilot. Um, I can't remember the days. But they they looked so much better yesterday, Friday, 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 than. I saw him at that match. They, I watched, uh, so I was at the Norwich Arnold Clark Cup day and I was one of about 30 people left in the stadium <laughs> watching Germany play Canada. And you could see like, it was, It was. I think I spoke about this on a previous podcast, but we had like three of the German tech, like uh, analyst guys for this, for the uh, team sat next to us in the press box because it was, there was this very open plan. There's only about three of us left. And you could, it was interesting to see what they were doing and hear it. And at points. They were just screaming at the players themselves, just like just to do, the. you know, I think one of the assistant coaches was there and they just looked yesterday. They looked a lot better and it's a lot better. And Canada were a good team, but, but yeah, they looked a lot better yesterday, just on the whole, but I don't think they're better than Spain. But it'd be interesting to see um like yu brand and clara bull uh, up front and you know you've got you know alex pop sitting sitting there as well and she's she's done on this before like germany are, like they've the won the euros eight times Ridiculous. how many
2: in a ro- how many did they win in a row like six
1: something like that so you know
2: including the last one here
1: I, and yeah. so i agree that yeah they could they'll give everyone a run I don't think they're better than Spain, though. Again, so we will see. We will we'll write all this down and we'll say, Right, you were wrong. You were wrong. You were right. You were right. We will. Uh, we, we'll, you know, we won't put any money on it because, you know, gentlemen's agreement. Okay. Gentlemen. Gentlemen's agreement. We don't need. We don't need to discuss money. Yeah. Who would you say are your standout players for? Who is? Who would be the ones that's going to cause the most havoc?
2: Well, for me, I am. Um... When i from doing my research, I picked out um, excuse me, pronunciation. I'm not too well versed in German, but I picked out um, Leah Schuler, whatever, however you pronounce yep. her name. She, Bang um, on that was. Leah, get in there. I did study German for a couple of years. <laughs> she, yeah, she's. So um,
1: everything you just said was a lie about not being so well versed in German. Well, I'm not so well
2: versed. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> bad at learning languages. That's my excuse. <laughs> I it for, yeah anyway yeah so I, p- I picked her out because looking at the stats that i was able to be provided in my research is it was that she's she's had a few really good seasons for bayern munich and i think the seat like before she moved to bayern munich last season with i can't remember who she was with with before that but again scored a lot of goals and and i think if she gets going at the euros then she could be then she could really cause some problems, especially to, especially to Spain. And I'd like to think she would score against Finland, full respect to them. We'll get to them in a minute, but
1: yeah. She, yeah, she wasn't on the score sheet on Friday. I'm trying to see, did she even play? She was on, didn't get on the score sheet against Switzerland, alas. But now, then, okay. you know, Clara Bull got a hat-trick and she was someone that I, I think she was at Fri- SC Freiburg and I saw a couple of games. I can't remember how I was watching them, and I was like, "Who is this? This player is like decent." And I think I was in Spain at the time, and I was like, "Yeah, someone's gonna, someone's gonna pick her up." And she went to Bayern the next season. Went to Munich. I was like, "Yeah, okay, fair enough." But yeah, again, Germany got some very good players, but they just didn't seem to work for me. But who have you? Who are you picking out, Paul?
0: Um, probably and I'm hoping I get this right. I should do, because I'm practically trilingual. So if I get this wrong, Germans will be shouting at me everywhere. Um, so, let me get out. Sarah Debritz. Um, Debritz, yeah. Yeah, because basically, um, the entire German team goes through her. She is your, she is the definition of, you know, a midfield playmaker. And, and, She's such a good player. Like she does, she's one whenever whenever I watch for like Paris Saint Germain or Wolfsburg or whoever else she's played for, she does all the little things really well, and I love those types of players who you don't see because they'll make the pass that leads to the assist that leads to the goal. Yeah, and she's very good at doing that, and also Tabea Vasmuth as well is lethal as a striker, and she is another good option if Clara Boole or um, Lea Schuller aren't quite firing or Alex Pop aren't quite firing. And I just, I just think we talk a lot about the strength in depth and I just think Germans are always a very well-organised team and Denmark are an incredibly well-organised team as well. And I think they won't be pulled out of position by Spain and Spain's whole game relies on pulling players out of position and, you know, Tiki-taka, the same as the men do. And they struggle to do that against England, who in the past haven't been the most organised team. So against teams whose whole game is literally drilled at positional play, I that's why I say Spain might struggle. And mm-hmm. this, this German team, like we say, they've got the experience as well. So... I think I yeah. think we're under. Um, I think we dangerous to underestimate.
1: Yeah, 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 that's fair. I mean, it's why it's the group of deaf. It's I think anyone, any of those three can top it. I think on their day, um, and I'm just remembering that in the Arnold Clark Cup, uh, Germany were missing some players and have some. I think they had a load of COVID cases, so they did have to bring more players in, which probably wouldn't have started normally. Um, not a huge amount, but still an, an amount nonetheless. Right, little old Finland. Oh, now again, they're not not coming off a bad run of results. A win, two draws, and a loss. It's not the end of the world, mm. but they are in for some sleepless nights.
0: Come the start of July, they're they're in at the deep end, I aren't mean, they? They really are.
2: Yeah. I mean, if there's if there's anything I can give them credit for, from from what I've been hearing, they are bringing a good amount of support over. Tournaments being quite well promoted in Finland, and they are bringing some good support over, and I look forward to seeing that, if that turns out to be true. And I think as well, clearly they're no, clearly they they're they're, a, they're not a team of nobodies because it? They're second in their World Cup qualifying group. They look on course to at least get a World Cup playoff, so I think they're. I think they're a sleeping. I don't want to say they're a sleeping giant of like women's international football, but I don't. They're they're here for a reason. They've earned their place here, and I'm just. They'll end up being like. I feel like. I feel like there'll be a Northern Ireland. Situation again, where they're a lovable underdog, but again, like Northern Ireland, and going back a bit, like um, like Latvia at Euro two thousand and four, they'll be the they'll be the lovable underdog, but they're just they're just happy to be there. They'll have good support behind them, but I don't know whether they'll do anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they have some some, you know, Sani Franti from Sociedad has had an all right season. Um, she's been there for a few years um, as one of their strikers. And they, you know, Finland played Brazil in in the the, the little French tournament in February. And they got a nil-nil against Brazil. They lost 3-0 against the Netherlands, but still Brazil, a Brazil side with, you know, Debina Marta, Marta and Carolyn coming at you. So that's, that's a decent result.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too knowledgeable on South American women's football, but I think Brazil are, Brazil are one of the better teams over there, aren't they? So for to get a, to get a nil nil against them, and definitely, definitely shows that there's definitely shows that they can get results against top teams. It just I could see them. I'll go. I'll go ball, I could see them. I could see them maybe getting a point out of Germany. And that's 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 bold. That is very bold. But like you said there, they got in a in a mini tournament setting. They got a point out of Brazil. So who says they can't go to the Euros and get a point out of Germany or, yeah. or Denmark or Spain? And
1: they've got Spurs as a keeper. You know, Virginia yeah, Corpella yeah. So like, she's decent. She did really well. I forget against who in at club level. I can't remember. She had some a couple of really good games that I that I happened to catch and so yeah
0: she's going to be massive for them at this tournament Fellow Spurs player Evelina Sumanen as well so you know they play at a good level they all play in the Spanish league in the Diamond scan, in the WSL this is not a team full of to get to the Euros you've got to be a good team and oh, yeah. I think I think like you say I think if Tini Corpola has a good tournament then they can they can nick points from people. Yeah,
1: Whether they can sure. nick enough
0: to qualify is another question.
1: Just three points. If they can get three points, I think they'd be happy. Could, but
2: they that maybe They could be like a... They could be like a... Here's, a, here's, here's another throwback Feel like They could be like New Zealand at the 2010 World Cup. They're like... They're like absolutely... They, everyone thinks they're going to get absolutely battered every game. Who knows, they go draw all three games or something. Yeah. They just They feel like that kind of team to me.
0: Greece two thousand and four in the Euros went all the way through to the final without actually winning a game <laughs> in normal time.
2: Was it silver, gold, and all that?
0: Penalties yeah. and
1: all sorts. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know if it will get quite that extreme for Finland, but you know, like we were sort of saying that this is going to be a very exciting tournament. Uh, all of these teams are in a much better place than they were. Maybe aside the Netherlands. Five years ago for the last competition, and I think it's going to be very exciting that a it's on home school for us and we get to see a lot of these matches. I don't know how many you guys are going to. I've got, I've got how many? Uh, I'm going to three group games and then the final. I think maybe I've, a I've got I've got two at
2: Bramall Lane, maybe the opening game, and then a couple of others depending. Like I'm gonna obviously I think there'll still be tickets left for like the Rotherham ones or something. I'm going to try get to those. It just depends on. I think it depends on his money. Money <laughs> makes the world go around, doesn't it? So it depends on that really. But like yeah. de- Bramall Lane, definitely. I'll so be watching that like Netherlands and all that.
1: Yeah. Are you Paul? Are you going to a few? Or?
0: I'm watching every game at home simply because of money and work and everything. Meaning, because because I'm on the radio on Saturdays doing a sports show, I can't go to the weekend games, and because I work on the radio during the week, it's tricky to travel. Um, There is a slim chance I might go to the Milton Keynes semi-final because I know someone who's got tickets who might not be able to use them. So me and my partner might go to the Milton Keynes semi-final if we're very lucky.
1: Well, that's cool. Um, SheKicks.net is um, retweeting lots of people on Twitter uh, who have got tickets available and if there are people looking as well. So outside of an official transfer process they've been the, the site to go to um for all of your ticketing needs um you know another fellow blog very uh, very happy about that
2: yeah yeah
1: who so yeah so okay give me some final standings in group B predictions give me the give me the four go on um, Caden. i'll
2: i'll kick it off um i think i think spain i think spain might Top, the group. I think Spain will top the group personally. I don't know if I'm obviously we've, we've talked about it a lot, I don't know if that's a complete contradiction from earlier on. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, not thinking about it, I think they should top the group, but obviously it depends on the whole can you stop Alexia thing and a couple of other things as well. And then I'm gonna go bold and say that Denmark will qualify over Germany,
1: okay. And so I've got. So Germany, got then Germany. Germany, then Finland, or are you thinking Finland might get their three points and Germany only get a couple? No,
2: no, it's, it'll be it'll be Germany third, Finland bottom. Fin- Finland, obviously, obviously looking forward to seeing them. They're just they they're there for a good time, and I just I think that it'll be. I think they're just they're gonna a good time in the sense that obviously they might not enjoy any potential results, but. They'll just enjoy being there
1: as an experience. As an experience, they get to play against yeah. three of the best teams in Europe and, and see how it, they fare.
2: And it could do, and it could do them well for World Cup preparations because, like I've said, they look pretty good when it comes to having a chance at the World Cup. So they could definitely yeah. use this to lead them onto the World Cup.
1: That's fair. They play Japan tomorrow in a friendly, so that'll be an interesting sight. To see how they do, but you know the last—I say the last—they they they drew with Slovakia and they beat Georgia in the last two games prior to tomorrow. So they're not—you know—it's not a bad little run of form against maybe you know not as impressive opposition, but if you do it on a day, you can do it on a day. You know, everything can change in ninety minutes, as as we well know. Paul, who do you think? Who's who's? What's that group standing look like to you?
0: Germany, Denmark, Spain, Finland. In that order. Oof, oof. In that order. Because I think, I think, I don't think, the key thing is, I don't think Spain beat Germany or Denmark. And I think Germany or Denmark win the game between those two. I think I'm going to
1: Denmark, Spain. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be supporting Spain in that scenario anyway. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they're going to, think they're going to do it. So I, I think, I think Spain will probably top the group, and then I'd have to say Germany. I don't think Denmark will get, will get out of it unless there's like a, are they doing like a plucky third out of the teams? Is that happening in this tournament? I can't remember. No, cause no.
2: This, I think. No it's they're no. still using the same format that the men's tournament used until after euro twenty twelve right it was at the sixteen guess. teams
1: Yeah, I did yeah, think' still that. using that format So I, th- I thought that but you know like that would be that would be how Denmark get through, I think would be through if there was that kind of qualification place for being best yeah. third place. I think that that would they would be best third place out of um those two groups, maybe even the four groups. I think they would probably be best third place. Alas. Um, so we'll wait and see. And if you had to pick an overall winner out of those out of group A and B, who are you going for?
2: <sighs> do I
1: Do you wanna, do say, wanna it? say I'm just i just wanna I just wanna jinx it. I just wanna jinx it.
2: Do I wanna say England?
1: I mean yeah, I think you do wanna say England.
2: I think I think I think this Lioness's team is the best um I think this Lioness's team is the best that we've ever had, I think that the, the qualities there. We've, we've now got players at Barcelona. It Barcelona the world beaters? We've got players that have been signed by Barcelona, and we've got so there's so much firepower, so much, so many good players that uh, I would not I won't bet on it. But I think that we have a I think we have a very good chance. But definitely. One of the favourites, I think, the home crowd being behind us as well, and in most cases for any England team, generally we always we're always one of those countries that tends to do all right at home tournaments. So I think that will take us a long way as well.
0: I don't want to jinx it either. <laughs> I am. No,
2: that's it, I was hesitant if... to say it.
0: It really annoyed me the other day when people were already starting to ask Serena Wiegmann about whether or not it was coming home. I'm like, ask, the, ask them that on the 31st of July. Well, I am, She hates I am the mass- phrase, doesn't she? I am massively super, superstitious at the whole thing, genuinely. I, I, I've just lived through the greatest escape ever, and believe me, I did not say this was happening until Molly Green. When Molly Green stepped up to hit that free kick, then I was like, this is set up for a miracle but right up to that point I I was at Coventry United's
2: last I was at Coventry United's last home game it is very much it would very much feel like that situation for you wouldn't it
0: oh you might you might have heard me shouting when Wilkinson took that penalty I'll tell you because oh I felt just the wins (laughs) (laughs) I was
2: oh yeah I was I was there that day that is that was unbelievable yeah that's that's a whole other that's a whole
1: other podcast yeah, that that's can... a, yeah for sure that is a whole other podcast oh, that's a but... incredible story <laughs> all, yeah. all i'll, all is, I'll say yeah. is
0: the only way um that this season could possibly get any better is if england do win the euros and whilst i'm not gonna say they will this is the most hopeful i've been seeing any england team male or female in the past 20 years so if if they get the right run i not agree with that i
1: didn't i didn't think so since like,
2: japan south korea
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah. yeah that's it i think i think if we get if england get out of their group if I say say top, which means we play second place of B, whoever that might be, I think I think we could we yeah I've, we've got such a good chance. I think we've got such a good chance to do it, and I, I don't want to jinx it either. But you know, I'm already like hiring open top buses for London. Um, you know, it's probably gonna rain that day, but uh, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. I think I, I've seen I think like Floyd Flo Hughes was tweeting about it as well, and it's just like. It's so funny. Like everyone's just like getting at people about this. It's coming home stuff. Like you said, Serena doesn't like it. We've got two rounds of it this year. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm
2: just. I'm just thinking. I want to just when I think like England and a home Euros. I mean, I think I don't. I don't want to. Obviously, semi final aside, it's. I just, I feel channel, channel the spirit of like Euro 96, but further, if you know what I mean, <laughs> if I make sense at all, that's, that's the way I feel about it. Channel think, the spirit of Euro 96. How I think the country how, needs how it country just like I it did the men. Then. Yeah. Yeah. We need something.
1: <laughs> just maybe without a little, a little less without the uh, storming of Wembley. Oh, nice. nobody cares nice about to women's to football so
0: it'll be empty remember we're always getting told on twitter nobody well, cares it, it,
1: it ain't going to be yeah, empty but, but... ain't going to be yeah, empty ticket, at
2: all. tickets were a everyone's just going for the day out uh, yeah
1: yeah whatever that's <laughs> that's like my favorite part is it? it's going to be it's going to be rammed with people I, I don't know how many tickets they've allowed they've kept back for nations that qualify for the final they get to the final because elsewise it's <laughs> just going to be a load of people from all around the world just going to watch a final, which yeah. is great for women's football, but maybe not for a, a specific team. <laughs> if it's not England, it's going to be such a weird... I guess people will just start selling their tickets and be like, yeah, no, I'm okay. I don't need to go now. But I just, I'm still... I'm going to the final. I don't care. I've never been to a championship final, and this is... Yeah, I'm excited. I think, it, I, yeah, think
0: I don't think I'll be at to, I want them to win it before the men because i want every single angry middle-aged man who spends their lives on twitter commenting about how nobody cares about it to be really really annoyed when the country comes to a stop because it will if england gets through to the final it will come to a stop i think
1: not just because the trains are running last summer <laughs> minus the whole
0: storming
2: of wembley thing minus the whole
0: storming of wembley
1: Minus the storming of guys. Thank you so much for this conversation about groups A and Group B of this tournament. I will have to get you back for after the group stage, and we can put all of our decisions into the spotlight and see how well we did. Yeah, and we can then look forward to the quarterfinals and everything else. So, yeah, Caden, Paul, thank you so much again.
0: Cheers. Um, Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for having me. And yeah, I, I. I hope some of your predictions come right and come true, but not all of them. <laughs> <It's> on. <coming up. laughs> He's jinxed it. He's done it. He's... Last done words. It. Last words. He's jinxed it. He's jinxed
0: it. <laughs> Just leave them out. Leave them out the edit. Leave them out the edit.
1: My thanks again to Caden and Paul for the chat. We, uh, yeah, a little patriotic, maybe we're all excited for this we're all really excited for this year competition if you're on a platform that allows you to rate like or subscribe please do we love to get the feedback and we really appreciate it if you've been listening today um, part two coming real soon so yeah stay safe